0: locked on podcast network and odyssey present locked on today
1: the kansas jayhawks make the biggest comeback in ncaa tournament championship history in a win the brooklyn nets are not getting ben simmons back before the playoffs start plus how does north carolina pick up the pieces after such a heartbreaking title game loss I'm Peter Bukowski. Starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: On Monday night, at least in the second half, it was all about rock chalk. Jayhawk. The Kansas Jayhawks pull off the biggest comeback in championship game. History, in fact, the biggest comeback in men's Final Four history to take down North Carolina, 72-69. to 69. Joining me now from Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors. Josh, what keyed this second-half push for Kansas?
2: They were they were relentless the entire time. It's like they were just pushing towards the basket. They were creating scoring opportunities. Like Oshai Abaji really got going. In the first half, they felt scared. They, they felt like they got one look and they would just take it and pop it. And they weren't able to crash the glass at all. They attacked. They were more confident in the second half, it felt like. And they wore Carolina down. Look, Carolina was shot out of a can in that first half. And they also had some awesome moments in the second half. But they just couldn't hold up. And it's a small group. They don't play a lot of guys. We saw Puff Johnson, you know, leaving it all on the court, literally speaking. there in the second half. It's a small group. They don't play many guys. And so they got worn down in that second half by KU. Big shot making from David McCormick, big shot making from Remy Martin. KU just has had the horses all year and has had responses all year, especially in March. There are things have gotten sideways for them.
1: You mentioned David McCormick, who comes in and he he puts up 15 and 10 in this game, but they're running plays for him late in the game. He got the game ceiling bucket at the end. How surprised were you that, that that was with the guys like Abaji and Remy Martin that this team has, that that was the direction that that they went there?
2: I think late in the game, especially when Baycott goes out with that turned ankle, it's like super late in the game. They knew that in that possession, in that moment when you've gotten Brady Manick, on, and I love Brady Manick, former Big 12 guy, right? We got him on Dave McCormick. You have to feed him. and. David's been a guy who's been really maligned this year. I mean, there have been some awesome moments for him. There have been some really down moments for him. Where actually, Mitch Lightfoot has looked like the better guy to have for Kansas out there. They went to him because they knew that was the mismatch. And that's the thing for Kansas. Whatever moment, you got to find the mismatch, the matchup that makes sense for them. And in that final possession, those final possessions, David made the most sense. And he made good on his opportunities there. I thought it was a great decision by Bill Self. Not one that we thought we'd see coming but the right call at the end of the day.
1: And and this is validating for Bill Self, who was yes. the, is he going to win the big one guy? He did in 2008. He now gets his second. But there has also been this drumbeat through the course of this tournament. Ever since that great KU team lost the chance to w- win a title because it was taken away from them. The tournament was taken away from them and from everyone that this is for that team how do you think this fills that void? Obviously, those not all those players are able to be here, but this is a program win that feels like it is much bigger than just this group.
2: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, they, they and Baylor were the two teams out of the Big 12. It felt like they had a great shot to win that 2020 final, especially KU. They were playing great basketball. And so you hear those guys, and they've mentioned it from day one, not just recently, not just in the tournament. From media days, Big 12 media days, these guys were talking about winning a championship for the 2020 group. Oshai Baji was, was chief among those guys. Dave McCormick, who was playing behind then, Yudoka Azabuki. So these guys have had that on, have this on their mind. And Thanks for making Locked
1: On Today your first listen. Coming up, the Nets will not see Ben Simmons on the court until the playoffs. And that's assuming they even make it through the play-in tournament.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: The Saints are aggressively chasing draft quality over draft quantity as they add a first round pick in their
3: most recent trade with the Eagles. Can we just get to the NFL draft already? I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. The New Orleans Saints making a big and aggressive move weeks ahead of the NFL draft. Ultimately, after all is said and done, the New Orleans Saints here are going to end up, thanks to their trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, with two top 20, three top 50 selections in this year's draft. And there are three ways that the Saints can use this capital. They could package 16 and 19, which they got from Philadelphia in the trade, to move up into the top 10 to grab a tackle, quarterback whatever it is that they really really like they could stand pat at 16 and 19 walk away with two top 20 players or potentially three top 50 players at positions of need such as tackle wide receiver quarterback or safety or they could hold on to one of the selections and sell the other one off on draft day when draft capital is at its most valuable and flip back either some of that future capital that they gave up and add to this year's capital or something completely different because Mickey Loomis continues to be aggressive in the NFL draft.
1: Meanwhile, the Eagles have positioned themselves to pick a quarterback should Jalen Hurts fail to take the
4: franchise to new heights this year. For the second year in a row, Philadelphia Eagles general manager Howie Roseman has struck a deal, a blockbuster deal in the first round, this time with the New Orleans Saints. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. The Eagles agreed today to a deal with the New Orleans Saints to send the 16th and 19th overall pick in the first round, as well as a seventh overall selection this year to the Saints for their 18th overall pick in the first round, a 2023 first round pick, a 2024 second round pick, and also this year to go back in the third round, they got a 101st overall selection. Howie Roseman moved down last year with the Dolphins to collect a 2022 first-round pick, and Roseman wants that flexibility to have multiple firsts each year so he can have optionality. This, to me, sounds like something that has quarterback in mind. They want to see Jalen Hurts be the franchise quarterback in 2022, but if he is not the guy, the Eagles want ammunition next year to potentially move up or select a quarterback with one of those picks that they're gonna have. The fact that he also got a 2024 second round pick and they still have three picks on day one and day two. Look, Howie Roseman has a lot of downfalls to his ability to be a general manager, but one of his strengths is certainly understanding value in trades.
1: Julio Rodriguez joins Bobby Witt Jr. as two of the top three prospects in all of baseball to make their team's opening day roster as the Mariners informed him on Monday.
5: Happy Julio Rodriguez Day to those who celebrate. This is tiding Gonzalez host of the Locked On Mariners podcast. It's 4-4, April 4th. Number 44 is here. Julio Rodriguez, one of the best prospects in baseball, if not the best prospect in all of baseball, has officially made the Mariners' opening day roster. He's going to be their center fielder in Minnesota on Thursday. Well, it's probably going to be Friday. It's looking like with rain and potentially snow in the forecast. You know, you should probably put a roof in Minnesota. I digress, though. That's not the point here. That's not why we're here. We're talking about Julio Rodriguez being called up to the major leagues. And the point is, he's going to make his Major League debut sometime later this week. That is incredible. This is a momentous occasion in the really the history of the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, they've had a lot of great prospects come through in the last 20, 25 or so years. But quite frankly, they haven't had a prospect like this since Alex Rodriguez.
1: And Brad Marshan distracted the Blue Jackets just enough to get the Bruins a gritty overtime win to hang on to third in
6: the Atlantic. The Boston Bruins defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime here on Monday night thanks to Jake DeBrusk's heroics. His second goal of the game scored in overtime. He is now on a five-game goal streak with six goals over that span. This is Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins, and much of this game was defined by a hit by Brad Marchand on Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman Andrew Peake in the first period. The Blue Jackets were not happy that the whistle was not blown as Peake remained on the ice after that seemingly clean hit, although the Twitter discourse would tell you otherwise. The Bruins scored on that play. There was a lot of Rough Stuff and mm, come offense attempted by the Blue Jackets afterwards. But at the end of the day, the Bruins come out winners of this game by a score of 3 to 2 in overtime. They will head to Detroit to take on the Red Wings on Tuesday night.
1: Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. With the call up of Julio Rodriguez official, let's look at the rookie of the year odds in Major League Baseball at Bet Online in the AL bet online likes Bobby Witt Jr. by a hair over Rodriguez, two Tigers and the number one overall prospect fill out bet online's top 5 with Spencer Torkelson at 5 to 1, Adley Rushman at 15 to 1 and Riley Green at 12 to 1 after Witt Jr. 11 to 4 and Rodriguez at 15 to 4. Bet online's NL rookie of the year odds has O'Neill Cruz at fifteen to four. He's going to be in AAA to open the season. CJ Abrams at five to one. Joey Bart seven to one. Hunter Green nine to one. And Seiya Suzuki fifteen to four up there at the top as the favorite, at least among players we expect to be in the majors this season. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: To paraphrase. The great philosophers, Cherry Oteri and Will Ferrell, Ben Simmons, where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Ben Simmons, where is he? Adam Armbrecht from Locked on Nets. Hopefully you you are going to appreciate my deep cut SNL reference on that one. I, I don't know that everyone will, but. Steve Nash telling us Ben Simmons is going to be out the rest of the regular season, which is now just a handful of games and the play-in potentially, which is big news for the Brooklyn Nets because they are locked into that play-in currently in the 10th spot. So how big a deal is continuing to not have Ben Simmons for this team?
7: Uh, I mean, listen, the the short-term prospects of how far they can go in the playoffs and and how high you can feel about their title contention opportunities. Yeah, it's a huge deal, but... If you go back to when they made the trade with James Harden in Philadelphia, we said it then, this was as much about opening up a a window for championship opportunities for Brooklyn in the years to come as well as trying to keep the window open this year. Did anyone foresee the injury? Maybe not. But as soon as you heard that he was having issues and a herniated disc in his back, knowing Brooklyn, we've been saying now for weeks, you can only assume that he's not going to be available at all. And anything before that would be a blessing from a Brooklyn standpoint.
1: The other part of this is Kerry Irving, when he was allowed to play just road games, looked unbelievable and is averaging over 30 points a game. And all of a sudden, now that he can play basically whenever he wants every night, the the scoring numbers have come down. I understand Ben Simmons is not going to alleviate big scoring numbers from someone like Kerry Irving, but there's wing depth, there's ball handler depth, There does seem to be a trickle-down effect here. How do you think it impacts someone like Kyrie to not have someone like Ben Simmons who can initiate offense if necessary?
7: Yeah, this is the weird thing about only having four games left to go here in the season. You're worried about health and injuries. They have Seth Curry dealing with the ankle. He's probably going to get shut down. Bruce Brown's coming off an injury. Kevin Durant is playing 40-plus minutes and giving you 55 points and losing efforts. But ironically, Kyrie Irving almost needs to ramp up his ability to play on a consistent, everyday basis. So. I think you you added into this entire bucket where it's not just that Ben Simmons would offer some relief for Kyrie Irving. It's all the other components around the team right now. This has been a theme and NBA teams have this every single season. But Brooklyn cannot seem to escape having injury issues, availability issues, and then ultimately depth issues as well. And it's why uh, on the last episode of Locked on Nets, I advocated for shutting down Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, Bruce Brown, Goran Dragic. And Patty Mills, any key player that you think you're going to want to utilize when it comes to the playing game and the potential playoff run, don't bother chasing an eighth seed here for the last four games. Save those legs, save those minutes, because you're going to need them. We're
1: in year three now of this Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant experiment. It did not start off as a James Harden experiment as well, but he was thrown in the mix. Now you add Ben Simmons. So how would you qualify this experiment here as we stand with four games left, understanding that. It could all change if they go out and do the historic and win a title.
6: Yeah, it'll
7: be interesting to see because I think depending on how far, if we assume they make it officially into the playoffs and maybe upset Miami, upset being in quotations, I guess, based on the talent level and make it into a second round series with everything that they went through this year. You could argue that that's a pretty symbolic win, right? Oh, you and I talked last time about give me the give me the 76ers and just beat them, and that's the check mark for this year. So I think depending on how the year ends, it can give you a sense of what is possible for Brooklyn. I still believe, knowing you have Kevin Durant locked in, that the Nets can be successful and win championships here over the next coming seasons.
1: Coming up, after building a convincing halftime lead, North Carolina will go down as a historic what if. The question is, how do they bounce back from it? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The protein puff flavors, they're unbelievable. It's protein infused marshmallow. Did you hear what I said? Protein infused marshmallow. The churro flavor is out of this world. I'm a big fan of the coconut marshmallow and they're unlike any protein you've ever eaten because the puff with the chocolate, it makes them so smooth. So easy to chew, whereas a lot of protein bars are just, they're so gristly and chalky and it's like it's like chewing on concrete. This is not enjoyable for me. Well, built Bar is different and yet they're low in calorie, high in fiber, high in protein, low in net carbs. Don't know how they do it. Don't know how they do it because the nutritional value is there and yet they taste like a candy bar. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com
0: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
1: The UNC Tar Heels, after an absolutely incredible tournament and playing in two of the best games in recent tournament history, unfortunately will come up just a hair short Along with the ignominious distinction of being the team that blew the biggest lead in NCAA championship game history. They had a 40 to 25 halftime lead and could not sustain it. Joining me now from locked on Tar Heels from New Orleans, from the arena with confetti all around him on the floor. Isaac Shade. Isaac, what happened to North Carolina in the second half?
0: Well, they all broke their ankles, frankly. no. (laughs) uh, Legitimately, Carolina struggled with a lot of maladies down the stretch. Obviously, Armando Baycott came into the game already struggling with right ankle issues. They were exacerbated multiple times throughout the game, including that slip in the last minute. He just said to us in the press conference that he thought he had a great angle on it and was going to be able to score that bucket to put Carolina back in the lead. But just his leg went out from under him turnover and then he was just done we you saw him probably just doing everything he could to hop back down the court on one foot which was essentially the the image that is burned into my brain of Carolina futilely trying to hang on in the second half
1: it is hard to overstate what this group and it's hard to call a North Carolina any North Carolina team a scrappy upstart kind of team but they did have that kind of feel to them and what they did here I hope we're able to remember it because this was remarkable.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Oh, my, my word. I wish you could have seen and experienced the, the media room just now, the interview room. They were gutted. Caleb Love literally had to stop answering a question because he couldn't get the words out. R.J. Davis, head on his arms like this. Right now, in this short-term moment, they are feeling awful. This was the first time where that short bench really caught up with them. And while this iron five has done well, as soon as you get into some foul trouble as leaky black did early in the second half, as soon as you have some injuries, as we saw with Caleb love's ankle, as uh, finally, we learned what happened to puff Johnson. He said he got hit in the stomach, which is what caused him to throw up. He was playing really well and had to come off the court at that point. Remarkable run from the Tar Heels.
1: So how does this catapult them forward? Hubert Davis coach of the year. You're talking about a, a young coach here with the opportunity to get Better to continue recruiting. We know North Carolina is going to recruit. What does this do for this program to get back to the Roy Williams who is in the crowd and gets, to, he gets to play both sides. He gets to rip off the Jersey and have the Kansas Jayhawks polo underneath if he wants to, but how does this send this North Carolina team in the Hubert Davis <laughs> era forward?
0: Oh, my, my word. Can, can you imagine getting this from a first year coach? It's, it's remarkable and absolutely catapults Carolina who had been struggling the past two years, right back into this national conversation, along with Duke, along with Kansas, along with Villanova, along with Baylor, these teams that have been succeeding the past couple of years, the Tar Heels are right back into that conversation. Now, if they wanted to everyone in this starting lineup, other than Brady Manick could return Armando Baycott could come back. Caleb Love could come back. Arja Davis could come back. Leaky Black even has the opportunity to utilize that COVID year. Not to mention, Carolina has some great freshman talent coming in for the 2022-23 season. What Carolina really needs is to find another Brady Manic type in the transfer portal. That stretch four has proven to be a catalyst for Carolina this season.
1: And finally, barring a setback. Over the next couple days, Fred Couples, one of Tiger Woods' closest friends, believes Woods will play when the 86th Masters begins on Thursday. He's kind of a tough guy, Couples said. He's never going to let you know he's in pain. He looked good walking. You can always be in pain, but to hit it like that, now it's just the walking part. If he can walk around here for 72 holes, he'll contend. He's too good. Couples went on to say, I don't know the right word. It's not shocking because he's the greatest player to ever play. You give him a couple of good minutes. You give him a couple of good legs, and he swings like this. Now comes the walking part of it. I'm not going to guesstimate. I watched him today, and he looked phenomenal. I don't know about you, but I am ready to run through a wall right now. I cannot wait to see Tiger Woods back out there at Augusta National trying to win yet another green jacket thanks for making locked on today your first listen for your second listen download locked on bets all the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes so coming up tuesday after six straight losses the lakers find themselves on the brink of playoff elimination can they survive for one more day so at least until tomorrow stay
4: locked on today